Hello and welcome to Thinking Outside the Box with me, Tim Box. And me, Brit Box. We talk about all things to do with your mental health and emotional well-being and how to navigate your own mind in these strange times. We're not doctors though, so please don't confuse our advice for medical advice. And even though we come at these topics with a slightly more light-hearted approach, please don't think we trivialise any of the things we talk about because we certainly don't. But because we come from a different perspective, hence thinking outside the box. Hello, Britt. Hello. How are you doing? I'm all right. How are you? I'm all right, thanks. I'm just enjoying a lovely coffee. You mean the coffee from our new, um, <laughs> are we allowed to say the brand name of the machine? We can say the brand name because we're not being sponsored, but if Nespresso are listening and they need a replacement for George Clooney, hello. Not, well, we don't have a sponsor for the podcast, do we? <laughs> Could we legit be sponsored by Nespresso? Is that do you know a... what? I feel we should be sponsored by some sort of coffee company. I'm I think, yeah, it's not bit. unrelated, is no, it? Exactly. We're always drinking coffee when we're doing the podcast. Exactly. So. And you know, you're better looking than George Clooney. Oh, thanks, baby. Well, so are you. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> um, so we're episode 18. Wow. We've, we've come of age. They can drink in this country. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, episode 18, I can't believe we got here. It's amazing, isn't it? I can't believe I'm still doing it. I know. Well, I mean, for you to have the patience and the and the attention span. I have the attention span it. of a gnat. Yeah, pretty much. Pretty much. So well done. Well Thank done you. you. I'll just back. I'll just finish halfway through this podcast and walk away. Yeah, you'll just be gone. Yeah. At some point, listeners, you'll notice it's just me continuing. Um, well, talking about just me, this is I, I'm worried this one's just going to be mostly me. So you've got to make sure. You bring the lols on this one. Oh, I'll do because what I can. this week's... it might be lols depending on how much coffee I've drunk. <laughs> slightly agitated yeah. and jumpy lols. Um, yeah, because we're talking about hypnosis and hypnotherapy. Yes. Dun, dun, dun. Um, <laughs> this was one you wanted to do. Well, it's one I wanted to do because it's it just is relevant to all the things that I talk about. I think because I am um, a remedial hypnotist. You are indeed, which is kind of like hypnotherapist. But what's the difference? What's the difference between it? Okay. Um, the reason I don't call myself a hypnotherapist is first, one of the reasons is because I don't, you know, we don't really want therapy. You know, I'm trying to attract people to come and use my services. Mm. And in the UK, we're less accepting of some form of therapy. Yeah. And the other we're reason. We're getting better. We getting are better. getting better, to be fair. And I think the, the awareness that's been raised in recent years has been awesome. And I think it's generally accepted now that we all, at some point, will require some assistance with our mental health and our, our kind of emotional upkeep. But having a therapist is nothing to be ashamed of. Exactly. Exactly. And I think when I. <laughs> When I first called myself a remedial hypnotist, it was slightly different because I started about 10, 11 years ago. And I, I just felt at the time, maybe it was my lack of understanding, but mm. I felt like I don't want to be attracting people that are saying I need therapy. I'm, I'm looking yeah. to help people upgrade their patterns of thought. Through and, hypnosis. And, well, this is it. And I think everyone in some way would like to upgrade and improve mm. you know there's I, I say this thing about um if i was a genie and I, I could click my fingers in 10 seconds and something about the way you think feel or behave would change by this magical spell then the pressure point there is for most people is not oh what on earth could i think of to change the pressure point is hang on which thing is the most important thing of all these things i'd like to change could i fly could you fly with hypnosis? No, as in, are you offering me magical powers? I think you focused on the genie aspect of yeah. that rather than the hypnotherapy <laughs> I aspect. mean, my first immediate thought, if you want me to be honest, is that you could make Adam Driver appear. 
of course, that would be your first wish <laughs> and your second and, and your my third. third. <laughs> <laughs> um, you, but you know what I mean? Yeah, it's not. Yeah. It's not that I don't. The people that I see, I don't consider anyone to be. I don't know what would you say? Ill or broken? broken yeah. yeah. We we've just got things that we want to change. Yeah. We, we've got our next upgrade to yes. make, and and that's what I'm helping people do. I think. Do yeah. you find though that the term hypnotherapist is more understood? Well, absolutely. To be fair, when people say. Oh, remedial hypnotist, what's that? I, I end up normally saying, you know, like hypnotherapy. <laughs> so I kind of, that's the that's the framework I put it in. You know, it's like, um, yeah, my insurance. I'll be honest, I absolutely tell people you're a hypnotherapist. Well, this because is it. it's, it's just easier. It you know, my insurance is under hypnotherapy. So yeah. it, it is the same sort of thing. There is an actual difference in what I do from your common or garden hypnotherapist because I yes. don't use eyes closed, relaxation and trance. Yes. I, I my, my clients are eyes open at all times. We're still using direct hypnotic techniques but we're not using any trance model so it is slightly different right. so it's worth in my eyes it's worth differentiating myself from from others yeah because people are going to expect to come and lay on a couch when actually they're on a chair in front of two arcade machines yeah yeah again we've referenced the arcade <laughs> machines that are not on by the way you're not going to hear asteroids blasting out whilst we're working me you know? in the corner yeah. <laughs> yeah brick can we have some privacy please <laughs> what i do want to say is going back to the um remedial hypnotist aspect of it yes that's actually how we started talking isn't it it is funny enough yeah our first interactions on the book of faith so basically um tim and i met at a business networking event and it was around the time when i was networking when when i was making cakes for people like birthday cakes and wedding cakes and stuff like that and tim was obviously there um to to get clients and i was in a little phase where i was just adding everyone from networking on facebook yes um i deleted everyone pretty soon after that <laughs> but um but i i added a lot of people and um and you had recently, so it was after after I added you, yeah. you changed the banner on your Facebook page to say um, Timbox Remedial Hypnotist. Yeah, I had a new logo. I had a new logo. <laughs> but I didn't read it that way. Uh, so I commented saying, I thought this said Timbox Medieval Hypnotist, to yeah. which you replied with... That sounds much better. I think it sounds much more interesting, doesn't yeah. it? Can you imagine introducing yourself at networking? Hi, I'm a medieval hypnotist. Box medieval hypnotist. Well, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what the medieval methods of hypnosis would be. It'd probably involve some sort of rack or something like oh, that. Oh, no, but... see, I went different. I went um, making people believe they were living in medieval times. I think that's a niche job. <laughs> if that's the client base you We know people for. who do Viking like reenactments that's, that's true so actually. i reckon you'd yeah. be able to find some people yeah. but but that's how we met that's how we started talking yeah, yeah, so yeah. Very um very true very true so I, that's what so sometimes i do call you a medieval hypnotist i'm okay with that you know i'm, I'm not that old but I'm, I'm older than you but i'm not that <laughs> old. but i do um i do think as well it's um I don't know, it's interesting because you say you were adding people on facebook i have never added someone I haven't met or interacted with on some level where I consider them to be a friend. You're the only person that I accepted the friend request of before I'd even met you or interacted with you. Well, if I remember, I was wearing a low-cut top in my profile picture, so... That may have had something to do with it. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't like to think of myself as that shallow, but maybe... Maybe. I'm just deluding myself. <laughs> <laughs> so, I suppose the big question is, mm -hmm. so what is hypnosis what is hypnosis well I'm, I'm prepared for this question because okay. i'm 10 years in i still don't like answering that question <laughs> because to be fair if you had a hundred hypnotists in a room and you asked them to define hypnosis you would get a hundred different definitions yeah, yeah. okay so well what, not, not least because 
what I've learned since being with you is people in the hypnosis industry, they just like to argue between themselves. There's a lot of arguing. Yeah. Of, they like to, they always think they're right. I find it weird that, you know, hypnotherapists should be good at managing emotional well-being and all they lose control quickly, they do, when it comes oh, to arguing about hypnosis. There's, a, there's always a lot of drama in there hypnotherapist is. groups, just like there is with every um, industry. So I found this out, actually, completely off on tangent. Mm. But obviously, I used to be in the in the cake business, mm -hmm, if you mm -hmm. will. Yeah, massive dramas, massive egos, not my good self. You know, just yeah. there's just always a lot of, there's a lot of row and there's a lot of drama. Yeah. And then, you know, when I met you and it was like, oh, actually, in the hypnosis community, it's the same thing. And then, obviously, we have a friend who's a tattoo artist in the tattoo community. So, yeah. what I've come to realise, it's not the communities, it's just people. It's just people, It's yeah. just people. Yeah. <laughs> but the thing is, I have a, a little pet theory as to why the hypnosis and hypnotherapy community, there, there are a lot of strong opinions and strong characters. Yeah. yeah. And I think because one of the, the sort of tropes of hypnosis trainings is that a hypnotist has to be confident. They, they have to be able to direct people and, and have that confidence so yeah. they can take them into hypnosis. <clears throat> and I think a lot of the time, people that are doing hypnosis, they confuse confidence for arrogance. Right. And then you end up with people who have just, just learnt their trade and yet are striding around as if they know everything and as if their way is gospel and that's the only way to do it. And as you as you go through this, you know, it's the Dunning-Kruger effect, isn't it? When you Well, it's that thing that when you first start out and you've, you've learned what you do, you think you know everything. Yes. So you get very vocal about what you do and about your method and the way you do it. Then as you learn more, you suddenly realise the the size, the scope of the of the discipline of, yeah. the, of the topic, and you realise, oh, actually, I know this tiny bit of <laughs> yeah. a, a, a bigger thing, and then you get very quiet. Yeah? yeah, yeah. And then eventually, many years down the line, you actually do become an expert, an expert. because you continue to learn, and then you can then get vocal again. But funny enough, the, the most vocal people are generally the people who have not done it for so long but haven't yet realised the full scope of, of the field, if that makes sense. It does yeah. make sense. And I also have my own theory that um, <laughs> this is going to sound this is going to sound incredibly sexist, but I'm going to go with it anyway. Just on, from my perspective, from my yeah. my little corner of the world. This is going to be You've no idea what I'm going to say. I seldom hear you set something up with such care. <laughs> okay. Male hypnotist. Here we go. And male, you know, so if, 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 if there are any random male hypnotists also listening to this, you know, I'm probably not talking about you. But if you think I am, maybe I am. <laughs> I've noticed that in the hypnosis, and I'm not saying hypnotherapy, I'm saying the hypnosis community, you know, the people who want to stand on stage and turn people into Elvis and this, that and the other. Yes. From what I have noticed, it's always men who are, how can I put this? on the slightly nerdier scale, uh, on the brilliant. slightly geekier scale, who maybe weren't popular at school, who maybe weren't, you know, weren't... This is savage. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So now that it's like, oh, people are looking at me, I am cool. And then they take it to a level where it's like, oh, now you're, <laughs> now you're just being a bit of a prick. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I, I, I'm not and I'm not talking about you. As you know, because you don't Thank do you so much. You don't for do stage that. hypnosis. I'm very much talking about. I, look, I think there you is, know what I'm talking about. I know though. what you're talking about. I'm you not know who I'm talking about. Deny that. Um, and I think there is there is a, a propensity for for us to find people like you know like myself that weren't popular at school that were looking for something to either make us stand out or make us feel more empowered, something like that. Yeah. You know, and, and also you've got a lot of um, the entertainment side of hypnosis. 
you know, the origins being from magic and, and entertainment, if that makes sense. And, and a lot of magicians... Charles Dickens. Well, a lot of magicians were, were quite nerdy guys. You yes. know, they, they start out and they're... Well, they're were? Oh. Well, they're, this is it. Well, to be a magician, you've got to be that guy that sits in your room in front of the mirror trying to palm a card and a coin for hours and hours. And reminds me of the guy from Ant-Man. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Jimmy you, Woo. You, there's a fair amount of nerdiness required to do that. Yeah? Yes. I think David Blaine's just an anomaly, to be fair. Cause he, well, I don't believe in David Blaine. We've been over this. That's true. It does not exist. He doesn't yeah. exist. Um, but yeah, so I think, yeah, p- p- potentially you have a certain type of person coming. And, and that is a bit negative, I should say. Uh, because you've, I know some wonderful, wonderful people in the industry. Oh, as do I. Who I'm so, I'm so honoured to know and I'm so pleased to know. But let's get real. <laughs> There are some guys that get in it for, shall we say, the wrong reasons. The sketchier reasons. The sketch, yes. Yeah, but there, we'll there we'll go the, on to, we'll, we'll, we'll briefly touch about the mind control. Yeah. yeah. But look, to be fair, um, you could argue that the woman that empowers herself by doing like an OnlyFans account and, you yes. know, to, to get their hang on, body oh, Hang on, hang on, hang on. <laughs> How do you know what OnlyFans is? How do I know? That's a good question. Uh, let's cut this, let's cut this. Cut this. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but the, the the woman that does that, maybe the equivalent of that on the male side is the is the guy that does hypnosis to get confident about. Hey, look! If you want to start an OnlyFans page, <laughs> you don't have to do this big ruse. You can just we'll do it. It's cool. Okay, I'm glad that I'm glad that we've had that conversation. <laughs> so, what is hypnosis? <laughs> so we actually started talking about OnlyFans on the hypnosis episode. <laughs> I know I said like, don't just let me talk about hypnosis as, like a nerd, but. You've really taken us off track there. You've really done that job well, I think. Well, this so. is how I this is how I tell you that I've actually got an OnlyFans. Account. Brilliant. This is this is the big reveal. <laughs> <laughs> um, right. Anyway, so what is hypnosis? I've got my definitions in front of me. As okay. I said, I don't like defining hypnosis. When I started to train um, hypnotists, yes, in my system, I, I was like trying to write the manual, and I thought, oh, if we're going to do hypnosis, I should actually define hypnosis. <laughs> and oh my god, I was there for so long yeah. trying to get this definition that I was comfortable with yeah. that was all encompassing and yet wasn't ambiguous yes. and in the end I gave up all I did was I grabbed a, a dictionary definition and the Wikipedia definition and put both of that in and put both of them in there and said it might be one of these who knows it might not it might not yeah <laughs> um, just to be really specific but anyway dictionary definition hypnosis the induction of a state of consciousness in which a person apparently loses the power of voluntary action and is highly responsive to suggestion or direction. Well, that sounds terrifying. That sounds a bit scary, it sounds, doesn't it? Yeah, actually? it sounds a bit sinister. Well, there's a couple of things there. Yeah, apparently loses the power of voluntary action. That's something we should come on to definitely yeah. before we finish. And highly responsive to suggestion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You it, can see why people don't wouldn't like 100 percent trust it if they didn't know about it. If you know what I mean. Yeah, because I think as well when we see it in the media. So I'm doing a series of videos on my YouTube channel about hypnosis in films. Yes. And it's all sinister mind control, horrific stuff, you yeah. know. And oh, people using hypnosis to rob a bank or something like that. You know, wait, wait, film. we can do that? <laughs> well, no, you can't. Spoilers, <laughs> yeah. But anyway, and, and so it's, it, is, it is portrayed. I mean, the only interesting use of hypnosis in a film is going to be for sinister purposes, isn't yeah. it, I suppose? So that's, that's where well, it's Well, they're not going to be like, here, come have some therapy. Yeah, it's that's not... it. And it all ended brilliantly and we all got on with a... A much happier life. Yeah, yeah no. that's not really going to be the thing, is it? Um, but it is interesting as well. I think the the key here is the word apparently right. loses the power of voluntary action. Is that the dictionary or the Wikipedia? That's the dictionary. Right. Yeah. Okay. I'll give you the Wikipedia if you like. Off you go. Because this is what people think. Mm-hmm. 
Um, it's not that different, actually. Hypnosis is a state of human consciousness. Again, state of consciousness. That's what the dictionary said as well. Involving focused attention and reduced peripheral awareness. Right. And an enhanced capacity for response to suggestion. So Again, the, the suggestion. The, the, yeah, the increased response to suggestion is, is in both definitions. The interesting one in the Wikipedia one is it talks about a reduced peripheral awareness, a focus. Right. right? And I've, 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 I've talked to a lot of hypnotists who include that as a, as a point of, of hypnosis, as in a, sort of um, a characteristic of being hypnotised is that you lose interest in what's going on around you and you're focusing purely on what the hypnotist is doing, if okay. that makes sense. Okay. So a, an example I would give, when my, my original mentor, John Chase, I was on a training with him and we were in this big room in a hotel and it was really sunny, it was really sunny down, all the windows were open. And he was doing a hypnosis demo at the front of the room. He had a person hypnotized and it was it, it was sort of quiet because we were all listening intently. And then we didn't know this. There was there was an Indian wedding in the hotel. Oh. And now I'm sure I'm remembering this wrong. Right. Mm. But what happened in the car park? It was it was a group of people arriving about like the bride and group coming yeah. back from the wedding, I think. Yeah. yeah. But I seem to remember there being elephants and a band. And, you know, I literally had... You know, that, that it was scene, like a scene in Moulin Rouge. Yeah, or the scene in Aladdin where... Yeah. They, where um, <laughs> yes, yeah, where the genie brings him Exactly, where he brings yeah, him yeah. into town. That's how Prince I remember. Prince Ali, fabulous scene. Exactly, yeah. Bah, that is the exact scene I've transposed <laughs> into that memory. Yeah. But I, I'm sure it wasn't. But it, you know, suffice to say, something really loud happened. A band yes. started playing from nowhere, yeah. Everyone in the room... <laughs> Jumped, like literally jumped out of their yeah, skin, yeah, yeah. Yeah, physically jumped, except for John and the person he was hypnotizing. Amazing. They both remained completely focused on what they were doing, almost yeah, yeah, yeah. oblivious to it. Now, I've known hypnosis before where, yeah, you, you are aware of what you can hear what's going on around you, but it's not like you suddenly can only hear the voice of the hypnotist like you see in a movie. You know, yeah, you suddenly yeah. go into this strange land where it's all just dark and, and sparse, except like for the Like the void. What, in Stranger Things? Yeah. A bit like that, yeah, that, yeah. That's what people imagine it to be, I think. But you can hear it. You just maybe don't have as much focus on it. You're not really yeah. paying attention to it. Yeah. You know, if that makes I get sense. you. You know, no, that does so, make sense. So there is, yeah, there is, there is a, a potentially um, a guy called Jeff Stevens, a really good hypnotist in America. He's actually died in the last few years. Yeah. Um, but he used to talk about shrinking the thinking. <laughs> so you, you zone in more and more on a fixed focal, focus point, being the instructions of the hypnotist. Okay. That makes sense, yeah. Um, so you, but you learn... You learned hypnosis um, and then kind of branched out into hypnotherapy and then yeah. created your own method of it, as opposed to just going straight in at a hypnotherapy level. Yeah, my, my interest was in, it was a strange time in my life. I uh, <laughs> The same year, I believe I learned some magic tricks. I learned to juggle and I then saw a weekend training you in hypnosis. I think it's called a midlife crisis. But... I think it might be, actually. I believe I uh, it was around that time I bought my spiders as well. So, you know, yeah, there were things going on that maybe I look back on and think, yeah, I'm glad I'm through that phase. <laughs> Um, I am too. But my, my interest was just in, in learning something interesting. Because remember, I did philosophy at A-level. Yeah? Yes. So uh, At university, rather. So I was, I was interested in the, the more cerebral thoughts. Yeah? yeah. And then I went into, obviously, as you do, plumbing. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, which was not my calling. No. Um, I was if you haven't listened to uh, it's episode, it's episode four or five, I can't remember. It's mm. Tim's story. Um, do go have a listen to that and find out how he became a plumber. How the, the man who looks least like a tradesman that I've ever known or met in my life became yeah. a, a tradesman. I got very tired of arriving at people's houses to fix their plumbing and then say, you don't look like a plumber. <laughs> <laughs> Funny enough, I don't feel like one. What were you expecting me to have a big tap for a head? Yeah. <laughs> 
that would be terrifying. <laughs> or, or just like a like, dress like Super Mario. Obviously, yeah, that's what obviously. they're expecting. Yeah. Very small and bouncy. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, what was where was I at? Oh yeah, so uh, so I learned I learned him just a weekend of hypnosis training, and it was just it, it totally blew my mind. I've got to be honest; it was yeah. one of those real I don't know those really impactful moments in your life. And yeah. I remember um, ringing my partner at the time on the way back home saying oh my god I've got magic powers I <laughs> and, it, and it was just that you know a real she was like alright <laughs> yeah, um, and, and it was just but it wasn't for therapy it was just you know I had a um, my friend Gemma she used to let me practice my hypnosis on her the foolish <laughs> but you know but it wasn't anything I was yeah. just sticking at the things and getting her to forget her name and stuff like that it wasn't really anything groundbreaking yeah you know? but um, I remember once when she was, uh, I had her hand stuck to the table. Yes. And she said, she looked at me and said, look, why don't you do something useful with this? <laughs> and I remember saying, uh, I believe I am. <laughs> just, just vaguely at the hand stuck to the table. And she said, no, no, she said, I'm getting married and I want to, I don't want to be biting my nails. So could you help me stop biting my nails? Yeah. And I had no idea how to do that. Brilliant. And so we just totally bluffed it. I did, I did something. So instead of going and doing some training, you just thought you'd uh, well, figure you know, out as you went like, well, let's have a go, shall we? Um, and, and we did it. And when we, I just did it like I'd been taught with the the kind of limited knowledge of hypnosis that I had, which yeah. was just hypnotize the person, tell them they don't bite their nails anymore, wake them up, and <laughs> you've got on with your life. And she looked at me afterwards, and she said, "Well, that obviously didn't work." <laughs> and I was like, yeah, "To be fair, you're probably right. Let's just get on with our lives, shall we? And never speak of it again." Um, and we did that, but then two weeks later, she came up to me and said, "Oh, I forgot to tell you, Tim, by the way, all my nails have grown back, and she hadn't bitten them since the session." And, and I should say as well, she was a really, you know, what we might call a chronic nail biter, where she yeah. had, you know, when you can see they've been bitten back yeah. to the quick, you know, where they're really... Oh, it makes me feel funny. Yeah, well, she, uh, the thing is, as well, she didn't realise when she was doing it, except when she started to taste blood, you know. So, so interestingly, obviously, I've, I think I've spoken about this on, mm. on the podcast, but I have what would be described as, as a, an obsessive compulsion, or, okay. or however it is categorised or whatever, yeah. in that I, I pick the skin off of my lips, oh, yeah. which is very gross, and I'm sorry if you're eating, but it's 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 a thing that, I, that I've done since I was, I can I can early remember, so probably like four or five kind mm. of thing, um, and I would kind of get stuck in it, and I wouldn't realise I've done it yeah. until I could taste blood, so that's I kind it, of, yeah. that's I, I completely relate to that, because you fall into this thing of you don't realise you're doing it. So I would do it when I was stressed. I would do it when I was bored. I would do it when I was tired. Yeah. I would do it. it would just be my go-to thing. Yeah. This is this is exactly the point of hypnosis and hypnotherapy mm. is because that is a subconscious pattern that you're yes. running. You're not consciously, deliberately no. doing it. You're I'm not just... sitting, I'm not going, oh, I'm going to sit down and pick my lips for an hour. It's no, just, precisely. you looked over at me on the sofa and I would just be yeah, covered yeah. in blood. And the funny thing is, <laughs> I would know that you were pondering something you were ruminating <laughs> you were stressing about something because yeah. it was your go-to response to yeah. that sort of thought so we all have those things as well let's face it's it a side note, since my braces have got put on you can't do it i can't do it i haven't done it it's Brilliant. been great That's there's been two times in my life since i was a toddler that i haven't been able to do it mm. once when i used to have acrylic fake nails because mm. you just you just can't um and then obviously I, I couldn't have those when i was making cakes so so that time when i had acrylic nails now, when the, the braces are on, it's much, much harder to, to get purchased. So I just yeah. don't do it anymore. Well, it's interesting, isn't it? The things we're doing that our, our subconscious has um, attached meaning to and yes. purpose to, but they don't have that purpose anymore. Yeah. Or, you know, we start them at a time when we are confused, helpless, when we're a child, when we're just looking. And just nervous, worried. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and we get this strategy, this comfort strategy. Mm. But then as we get older, 
we just keep doing it and we fail yeah. to notice that maybe I don't need that sort of comfort anymore because yeah. now I can I have agency you know I have autonomy I have power in the world I don't have to sit there helpless wondering what life will throw me anymore if I, I want I can just go to a supermarket buy a sharing Colin the caterpillar and eat it all to myself and there is nobody to stop me precisely what a, what a great freedom to have the joys now. of being an adult exactly. yeah. I remember being a kid and just thinking oh when I'm a grown up I'm going to do whatever I want eat what I want and I do <laughs> <laughs> I thought there was going to be a story and then you realise no, no. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so, yeah, so, so the thing, the thing that, um, and that was originally what sent me down the path of hypnotherapy. That when, when we just stopped Gemma biting her nails for a wedding. So then you went down the sort of hypnotherapy yeah. route, and I suppose the question I want to ask that I know the answer to, but mm. I want to ask for the podcast because obviously people listen to us to to also hear about how we feel about things to do with mental health and yes. things to do with emotional well being. Yeah. So can hypnotherapy or your version of hypnotherapy what you do with clients help people with mental health conditions absolutely in fact you could argue that's precisely what hypnotherapy is looking to do in every single instance yeah Mm. because remember when we say mental health we're not talking about mental illness you know we're not talking about you are brain damaged we're not talking about you are broken or malfunctioning we're talking about maintaining a positive mental health you know looking after yourself and getting rid of the the blockages the things that hold you back yeah, yeah. so i mean this is the thing that that has constantly amazes me about what i get to do for a living is seeing people change the way they think and the way they behave in very short order you know mm. a very short amount of time um, and, and we can do that because we're dealing directly with the part of your mind that is running that particular pattern, that particular strategy, that particular response. Yeah. Um, any sort of therapy, its aim, its purpose is to reprogram your subconscious patterns of thought. Hmm. That's it. No matter what therapy you're doing, whether you're doing a talk therapy, whether it's counselling psychotherapy, whether it's CBT, whether it's something like Reiki or something like that, you know, hmm. the aim is that you shift and change and upgrade your automatic responses, not so that you're constantly having to consciously manage your responses. So, for example, your lips. Mm. You could make, you could become aware of doing it and stop yourself forcibly. Yes. But you probably have tried that before. And yes. what happens is five minutes later, you notice your fingers are at your lips yeah, again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's a constant conscious management of it. Mm. Our aim is to stop the part of you that's bringing your fingers to your lips from doing that. Yeah. By recognising the the futility or the lack of purpose behind that pattern or that response now. Mm. So it's, it's always, yeah, absolutely. I, I think one of the... Uh, one of the great things about hypnosis and hypnotherapy is that, that that's the, the kind of the magic that it uh, that it releases is your ability to learn to grow and to change. And it can it can help with with anything really. Like I know I know when you do your um, you do your workshops. You know, mm-hmm. back in the day, I used to facilitate on your workshops. Now, now I, I don't don't care. Um, so, <laughs> so, sorry, You're no. less inclined to sit in a room listening to me chat for an hour. Yeah, you know, honey, honeymoon phase, wasn't it? We're That's married it. now. We've married for years. It, it was that time when you could just hear my voice talking about anything. And just now think, I'm like, oh. oh, he's talking again. <laughs> he's saying that same joke again. Yeah, okay. I could do your workshop. I mean, I could host it. Absolutely. I think you could. You would know every single. I know word. every single word to it. Like I can hear you. Like spoiler alert: where we live, um, the walls and the floors aren't aren't that thick. So when I'm upstairs, <laughs> I can sometimes um, hear Tim on the phone 
and I'll know what he's going to say before he says it, and I'm mouthing along. That's it. Yeah, yeah. Well, this is the thing. And sometimes I text you. I, I don't. I don't want to suggest that I haven't updated my material for the last ten years. <laughs> but yeah, you know, there's uh, and this is the thing as well. Learning hypnosis, you know, if I'm training hypnotists or if I'm working with clients, it is a very simple and direct method. So it isn't like um, you're going to need months and years of training to understand the fundamentals you know i learned the fundamentals of hypnosis in a weekend yeah, yeah okay the therapeutic <clears throat> side of it takes a little bit longer there's specialist trainings yes and that kind of thing but it's not because it is by nature uncomplicated mm. yeah it is deliberately kept simple and because a lot of the time what we're going through the reason we're going through it and the reason we've got stuck is because we've got lost in our complexity yeah, yeah? and that's why oftentimes people don't get much joy with talk therapies or counseling yeah and don't get me wrong there are times when that is perfect that's brilliant that's what we need but i think the times when it isn't as effective for us it's because we're just going around in those same loops that we've been going around and we've got lost in our detail yes rather than doing what would be effective for making change which is to back up a little bit look at it from the outside and develop just a better simpler strategy of how to deal with life yeah oh that sounds good well, <laughs> um, the thing as well that um, that I hear people ask you all the time, mm -hmm. which I think is a really funny question, because I can I can understand why people ask it to a certain extent. Yeah. But from someone who's been married to someone who does it for for years, yes. I, it's, does hypnotherapy work? And I feel like if it didn't, like our house wouldn't get paid for. You know, what I mean? yeah, it's, it's <laughs> just, a... I'm like we wouldn't be yeah. just we wouldn't be able to live. Well, our lives. it's funny when people ask me that. It's like so. What are you suggesting then? Yeah. Are you suggesting, because, you know, clearly I make a living from yeah, it, yeah? This is what so I mean. are you suggesting, <laughs> what they're actually saying is, so Tim, are you actually a con man? Is that, is that what you're doing? So my, my, and obviously you don't tell them yes at that point. That's... Well, exactly, no. My standard response now when people say, is it therapy? Does it work? I'm like, well, no, but don't tell anyone. Because it's like, what it is, a, it's a silly question, but it's an understandable question. Do you know I'm what just, I mean? I, do you know what? Okay, talking of silly questions. I get more annoyed with this sort of stuff than you do. So when the, uh, one of the other one of the main reasons I think I stopped telling people you were a hypnotist and yeah. started telling people you were a hypnotherapist yeah. is because don't get me wrong, I'm a funny girl. I can appreciate a joke, but what I can't appreciate is the same joke being told by people who think they're funny over and over again Brilliant. for years. And what I mean by that is if I hear one more person say to you the oh don't look at his eyes look around his eyes, look at his eyes. <laughs> i want to honestly i hear that and i want to choke slam someone to the floor <laughs> i get rich you know it's, it reminds me very much of what i'm getting very recently obviously my name is brick box i'm aware there's a streaming service at the moment <laughs> with the same name guess what you won't be the first person to tell me mm. and i won't appreciate you telling me Amazing. it feels like that to me yeah you know you get the whole oh does he hypnotize you and like i just i just despise it i just i suppose it's a little bit like when somebody says they're a comedian and you're like oh go on, tell say, us a joke say something funny yeah exactly <laughs> or do you know or when i was making cakes and i'd go somewhere and it'd be like oh did you bring any cake oh yeah hang on i've just got a whole Victoria sponge in my bag let me just get it out it's Look, just I get as I say I know I get more annoyed about this stuff than you do but yeah you get more annoyed about most stuff <laughs> but like how do you deal with that I suppose well I, I think Look, I was aware right from the word go that there are misconceptions around what I do. Yes. I get that, yeah, because here's the thing. We were, we might. So when I was a plumber, mm. yeah, I know you're going to meet dozens of plumbers in your life, yeah? 
you're probably only going to meet one hypnotist or maybe <laughs> or maybe less than one do you know what I mean I mean not me personally I know no. far too many I know of them. when we were networking together it was we were it was rife with hypnotherapists everywhere <laughs> you, couldn't, you couldn't turn a corner without bumping <laughs> um, but, but generally it's not a profession we come into contact with very often yeah and this was another reason why I said hypnotist rather than hypnotherapist when I was networking oh because you made I, a distinction well if I say hypnotherapist you're like oh, okay, I'm going to go and talk to the mortgage advisor, I think. you know, Because they'll, they'll be more Because they'll be more interested, probably, you know. <laughs> if I say hypnotist, there's like, oh, I don't think I've ever met a hypnotist, even though they've just walked over from talking to the other hypnotherapist in the room. You know what I mean? <laughs> because it, it instantly puts you in a different category. Yeah. Well, that's because people hear the word hypnotist and they think things, you know, like, mm-hmm. like my good mate Darren Brown. <laughs> I'm just Your you good think. mate Darren Brown, who you... you so, let me tell you the Darren Brown story, listeners. We went to go see uh, a Darren Brown show. Um, this was, what is this, five, six years ago now? Years a while ago. A long now. time ago. Yeah. And I love Darren Brown. I like going to see his shows. Yeah, Tim Tim very much. If anyone knows Darren Brown, Tim would very much like to meet him. I'd always love it. would be awesome. Um, but, yeah, we went to see him. and uh, Can I just say, if I met Darren Brown, I'd be like, oh, don't look at his eyes. Don't look around his oh eyes. Oh, my God. <laughs> and do you know what? He'd punch you, and I'd be there for it. I'd, I'd join in. Um, it would be an honour to get punched by him. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so we went to go see Darren Brown and I, if you've ever seen or watched a Darren Brown show, you know that sometimes he will select people from the audience. Yes. Um, and I have this tendency to be picked for things. You do. This is as soon as you're up there, I'm like, of course it's her. And we're in a room, we're in a, we're in a theater of 2000 people. Of course, the one person on stage is Britbox. Hi. <laughs> um, it just, it just happens. And you know, I get picked for things. I get chosen for things and like, I get picked on by people. Like I get it. It's okay. And, um, and also you might be like, Oh, it's, you know, cause you've got bright red hair. I can promise you this has been happening. Yeah. All of my life, depend never depending on what colour hair I've got. So it just is a thing that happens. Mm. Anyway, so it was uh and it was really random, wasn't it? It was like stand yeah. up if you're if you follow me on Twitter or something, I think it started. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah. And then you had to like tweet a word and you had to do this thing, you had to do this thing. And he was eliminating people sort of like one by one by one until it was just me and this other person standing up. Yeah. Um and we both had written down words on bits of paper that he couldn't see. Yeah. Um and then the other person sat down. And by this point, when it was just the two people standing up, did you know it was going to be me? Yeah, I did. Well, I think <laughs> when it was said, I need someone from the audience, I knew it was going to be you. <laughs> so so I went on stage and I can't honestly can't remember like the long and the short of the trick, but I do know that he had to basically guess the word that I'd written down mm-hmm. that he couldn't see and he picked, chose, picked it out of the book. Yeah. And, it, and it worked. It was obviously worked. It was great. It was wonderful. And I went and sat down and I had a very good time. Yeah. Now, I can remember in the break because the trick with me happened and then it was a break yeah and in the break someone tapped me on the shoulder who was sitting behind us mm. oh, i remember when you could touch random strangers <laughs> tap, tap them on the shoulder um someone was behind me and they said so okay are you part of it then like yeah, they weren't are having part of the act are you part of the act they yeah. weren't having that it was just an organic yeah. trick that happened that, that amazes me that people still think Mm. Uh, Darren Brown shows or magic shows they plant people in the audience yeah now, I know old hypnosis shows in the 80s in America in particular there was, used to do that. there was a couple of stage hypnotists who would actually have stooges in the audience but yes. they'd still get people up and the stooges were really there to promote a better response from the people that were on stage absolutely but the, but it still seems like a, a crazy thing when you think about all the shows you you're going to do all the all the performances and you've got to get different people each time to yeah be your, you know uh, but to be fair, 
I get it because what other people don't don't know what's going on. But I went with a mate to to one of Darren Brown's shows once. Okay, and he's really interested in hypnosis and the mind and everything like that. And there was a and he was mortified when I explained how they'd done one of the tricks because he thought it was complete mind manipulation and it was just kind of a magic trick. That's the thing with Darren Brown, though. It doesn't stop me loving what he does, the fact that I kind of know a lot of how it's done because yeah. I've, I've looked into it. You've looked it behind the curtain. Well, exactly, you know, and, and I just... Because I, I tell you what I love about him because I'm not a great fan of stage hypnosis. I've got no problem with it. My mentor is a stage hypnotist. You know, I, I can appreciate it, but it's not like, oh, let's go and see a good stage hypnosis show because no. I've kind of seen so many of them now that they don't... And they're all kind of the same. Darren Brown uses hypnosis on stage in a way that nobody else does. He uses it as the misdirect for his magic trick. Yes. Which I think is genius. Also, doesn't he do this? Not to get this podcast to be a whole hour on Darren Brown, but doesn't he do this to get around the you can't do hypnosis on TV or something like that? Well, he does. um, He will say, you won't be hypnotised. Yeah. But you're going to, what's happening now is we're going to put you in a trance. <laughs> and, and it's like, uh, you know, where's the, the, but again, because hypnosis is so sketchily defined in terms yeah. of what actually is it, he can just say, this isn't hypnosis. Yeah. And guess what? As far as, you know, any sort of insurance or legalities are concerned, it he isn't. hasn't done it. No, that we were at a show yeah. and he said, right, this isn't going to hypnotise you. And a massive watch starts swinging from side to <laughs> literally the size of the back of the stage. It's yeah, like a yeah. massive man-sized watch swinging backwards and forwards, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, you know, it was just, yeah. Well, then the question I've got then is, because obviously if he does shows with thousands of people in it and, yeah. and he's picking people out and this, that and the other, yeah. can anyone be hypnotised? Okay, that's a really good question, and that's a question, another one that I really get asked very often, to be fair. Um, different hypnotists will have differing opinions on this. Oh, because... look, shock horror. Yeah. <laughs> surprise, surprise. Um, wouldn't it be nice if you could ask me a hypnosis question? I could have a categorical yes or no answer. Um, I, I personally believe not not everyone can be. Right. Because I know not everyone will be. Right. You know, I've, I've seen... You I mean, can't be, though, can you? That's it, I'm, I'm a rubbish responder. <laughs> yeah, if, you, if you try and hypnotise me, I mean, I feel like there's something cold and dead about my brain. <laughs> but I'm just not a good responder, whereas you are a fantastic responder. Yes. Yeah, you go under like that. He said clicking his <laughs> And <laughs> nothing happens. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but you know what I mean? You're, you're, you're like high-level responder. Is it because I'm imagi- imaginative? I was going to say ima- imaginative. It, it could be. But here's the thing. I don't necessarily think there are hard and fast rules about what makes somebody a good responder. No. There are certain theories about bits of your brain being bigger than, than other people's bits of their brain. I mean, my brain is... Is quite big. Massive brain. Massive brain. Yes, yes, but not for maths. Uh, no, no, that, that part shriveled up and died a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, but the thing is, I, I know the sort of people that won't be able to be hypnotised, and it'll be the people that come up to you when we're at, th- at, at events or mm. anything and say, oh, you can't hypnotise me. Well, that, they're challenging then. So yeah. it's very, well, that's one of two people, by the way. Yeah. It could be the person that is determined to prove they can't be hypnotised. In that case, if you if you make it a competition, yeah, you'll win because yeah. it's your mind we're dealing with, not mine. You know, it's like if you if you put up the barriers, I won't. We won't get anywhere. Yeah, exactly. Or it could be the person who is challenging me because they really want to be hypnotized, and it's the kind of kid in a playground way of saying, "Oh, go on, have a go, hypnotize me," because it's yeah, it's yeah, slightly yeah. easier to say, "I bet you can't," than right, to say, than "Please, can you ask. hypnotize yeah, me?" Yeah, I get you. So, um, but everyone, I think, is different, and. There is an argument that says everyone can do it because, after all, all we're really tapping into is our ability to learn and adopt new patterns of thought. But 
in my experience, in the thousands of clients I've seen over the last 10 or so years, there are some that simply won't respond to the way we're working. Right, this, yeah. is, this is the exact reason why I do an initial free consultation. That makes sense. Because I used to say when I was networking, I don't charge people for not hypnotizing them. <laughs> and, and I need to work out that you can respond to the method that I used for, for a start yeah. um, to, to get the result we want. You, you know, have quite a good success rate, though. Why oh, yeah. Nine out of ten people can do it in some capacity. Absolutely. Right. You know, They can respond in some way so that, yep, we've got a good chance of getting a good result here. But I always think there's going to be that one out of ten that just there's nothing happening. There's there's no way of working with them in terms of the things that I do. But if yeah. someone's listening to this and they're they're contemplating hypnosis or hypnotherapy to help with their mental health um, conditions yeah. or something that's bothering them, not to be put off by that by the fact that some people can't because yeah, unless you try, you won't know. Oh, absolutely. And as I say, it's it's much more likely that you can. And if you're sitting there thinking, oh, I've seen certain things, I just don't think I could do it. Yeah, that's a universal common thought from everyone that I see. That it's very rare that somebody says, "Oh, I'm absolutely certain I'll be able to be hypnotized." You yeah. know, I, I know I'm going to respond great. And, and normally, that only happens if they've been to a hypnotist before and been able to be hypnotized. Most people assume, "Oh, I'll be that one out of ten that can't." And you know, but only one out of ten are are that one that can't. If that makes sense. Yeah. You know? So it's it's such a small number that it's yeah. it's, and, it's worth having a go because most people you know, may do a free consultation or something like that. So you've, you've really got nothing to lose. To oh, see absolutely. And, and this is what I've, I've always had to accept with what I do, that unless we can get a starting point, there's no point in going ahead. And, you know, I don't I don't necessarily want to take people's money for them to finish whatever work we do and say, oh, it just didn't work. Yeah. Better we find that out beforehand, you know. And I think, you know, one of the things that some people might be um, wary of as well, like, you know, can can you get stuck in it or can 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 they be made to do things they don't want to do? You know, things like that. Okay, so there's that's a couple there's different questions there. You, getting stuck in hypnosis, no. Uh, but then again, I've never tried to get someone stuck in hypnosis forever. You know, <laughs> the, what happens is it's your mind we're dealing with. Yeah. So let, the the classic scenario is that you get hypnotized and then the hypnotist has a heart attack and dies and then you are stuck <laughs> forever in hypnosis. Yeah, that don't happen. There's a, there's a Jim Carrey sketch actually from his early days where he's on stage with a stage hypnotist. Yeah. The stage hypnotist turns him into a chicken and then, <laughs> then falls off the stage and dies and then the rest of and the sketch... And thus Jim Carrey has become a chicken for the rest of the sketch. The rest of the sketch is about him dealing with life as a chicken. <laughs> <laughs> and it's, it's, it's a funny Why sketch. Why always a chicken? I don't know. Why is it always going to turn me into a chicken? Why a chicken? That's what another thing when people... People, when I say I'm a hypnotist, yeah. oh, you're going to turn me into a chicken? Or, you no, should just say yes. Yeah, well, or I'd be like, don't have to, mate. You already are. Nice. Hey. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, yeah, I think we need to address why you wish to become a chicken. Yes. Yeah. Um, but no, and but no, you can't. You can't get that because either one or two things will happen. If you're if you're actually doing trance hypnosis and the hypnotist in some way checks out the game, um, you will either fall asleep. Yeah. And you know what happens after you fall asleep? At some point, you wake up. Right. Um, or you'll just come out of hypnosis because a bit of your subconscious will say, hang on, please <laughs> stop talking. Something's not right here. Yeah. I could, I mean, I would hope if it was, if it was me, you'd be like, hang on, I can hear signs of distress. And, uh, it sounds like the hypnotist <laughs> is rolling around on the floor, clutching his chest or something, you know, something like yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, th there's, there's a, okay. I've got an example here that should illustrate what I mean. Um, I'll go back to my friend Gemma, used to practice hypnotizing her. Um, there have been two separate occasions where, which I think illustrate the times when your mind will just bring you out of whatever experience you're in. Okay. The first one, I was hypnotizing her around here um, at my house. There was 
a, a guy came off his bike outside on the road. Oh, off, his, was, off his motorbike. Motorbike, yeah. Mm. There was a big screeching of wheels, crashing, etc. Um, and I saw, no, the, the person that was in the room with us, um, I think it was one of our mates, ran over to the window and said, oh my God, he's come off his bike. And there was a kerfuffle. But Gemma <laughs> was at this time hypnotised. Yeah. And she remained, you know, eyes closed, focusing on what I was saying. And I remained focused on her. Yes. And... Ever the, the professional. Ever the professional, of course. <laughs> um, the, the person that had noticed the person come off their bike ran ran outside and helped him, and he was all right, it turns out. It was just, yeah. his, just his pride that was bruised. <laughs> um, and then I, I sort of woke Gemma out of hypnosis and said, oh, I, I thought you'd open your eyes and, you know, come out of it. And she said, I was trying to, but I couldn't open my eyes. No. I couldn't move. Yeah. Because yeah, her, her subconscious was still invested. It was like, no, we're doing this right now. Exactly. Yeah, it was yeah. focused on what I was saying because probably I think her subconscious was reasoning if I need to come out of this then, then yeah. you know there's people around me that can manage whatever situations occur. She, she was in a safe environment yeah and there, I think there was a bit of a thinking we'd set it up just to see what would happen <laughs> you know because it was around my experiment, experimentation phases yes you know? um, but then it was a couple of weeks later I was I was working around her house with her doing another practice session um, and the same situation she was hypnotized I was going about my, my business of, of doing whatever we were doing. And suddenly she opened her eyes and said, I've got to sort that out. And she <laughs> got up walked all the way down to the end of the corridor, opened the door to the spare room where the cat was scratching the carpet. Oh, she could she, hear it. Yeah, she'd put the cat away just to get it out of the way. Yeah. And I, I didn't even hear that. Right. But her subconscious said, that's more important than I whatever this whatever yeah. this idiot is talking to me about right now. <laughs> and so... so I, I mean, I to, think that. Yeah, exactly. Lot. Yeah, a lot of the time. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I think your subconscious decides what's important. And if you, you know, the hypnotist is always trying to manage the situation so that the hypnotist remains the most important thing for your yes. subconscious to focus on. Yes. But don't think you can get stuck because you can come out of it any time. Yeah. The times when you can't come out of it are often just the times you don't realise you can. Right, okay. Or you don't realise you're allowed to, if that makes sense. Okay, yeah, yeah no, that um, makes sense. And then the whole idea of can you be made to do things you don't want to. Mm. Um, you, your subconscious is always running the show. Okay, that's that's a given. Yeah. Whether you're hypnotised or not, your subconscious is is presenting yeah presenting the options to yeah. you yeah so this is why we often feel out of control because our subconscious is steering us in a direction that we consciously think isn't the best one yeah and it, and it could be doing that for a number of reasons old beliefs old old experiences just old ideas that now don't apply but your mind is still running this is why people come to see me by yes, the way yeah yes. um but there there is this thing where if you're that if the hypnotist becomes the person directing your subconscious to the point where your subconscious is saying, yeah, you know, I'll follow along with what you're saying. Yeah. So, for example, a stage hypnotist sets up the framework. When you are hypnotised, you are a chicken. You will obey yeah, every command <laughs> I give you. I, I had a, um, somebody, I was talking to somebody at networking once, they were telling me about the time they were on stage with Paul McKenna. And they said, oh, I've been on stage with Paul McKenna twice. I said, oh, tell me about that. That sound, I bet that was fun. <laughs> and they said, well, it started fun. But then it stopped being fun about halfway through during the intermission when I was still hypnotised and pretending to be a cheerleader in the bar and all that sort of thing because they do they do sketches in the intermission, the, the stage hypnotist. Anyway, um, and she said, by the end of it, I was done with it. I just wanted to stop, but I couldn't stop doing what the hypnotist was telling me to do. Yeah. And I said, oh, okay. So it became, you know, a little bit unpleasant by the end of it. She said, yeah, I was just sort of tired of it. I said, but you said you did it twice. Um, and she said, yeah, well, I went home and I was thinking about it. I thought, surely I could have stopped. 
but maybe I just didn't want to because I didn't want to spoil his show. Yeah, you know. You know I was going along with it, yeah. just to, you know, not, not to make, be that Making person. him feel better. Exactly. So she Haven't went, we all done that, women? <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. So she went back the next day with the express purpose of volunteering again, yeah. but this time not Coming doing. Coming out of it, yeah, yeah, yeah. not doing what he missed it. Uh, I said, okay, how did that work out? She said, yeah, same thing happened. <laughs> so, and, and I don't think that was because Paul McKenna had control of her mind. No. But I think that's because her mind had accepted the framework that uh, the only option I have right now is to follow the instructions of the hypnotist. Okay. Yeah. So it, it's one of those weird things. The, the best way I've ever heard it answered, when, when somebody asked, it was at a conference, there's a guy called James Tripp who does a lot of eyes open yes. hypnosis as well. One of my, uh, one of my contemporaries, if you like. Um, and he was asked, can you bring yourself out of hypnosis? Yeah. And he answered, most succinct, best answer, uh, yes, you can, but you don't always realise you can. Right, okay. And that's when we don't come out of it because we don't realise we can. No. Yeah. But so, but it's, it's, it's safe, isn't it? Oh, God, hypnosis yeah. Well, is safe. There's nothing inherently dangerous about hypnosis. There's nothing that where you can be hypnotised and as a result of being hypnotised, something bad happens to you or something bad happens to your mind. No, because there's obviously that... Do you remember that... Uh, going back to Darren Brown, there was that one where... Mm. Oh, he had to do bad things and he was making him do bad things from the start. And it started really small and it was like swap the veggie flag for the meat flag on the sausage That's rolls. Right. And then, yeah, yeah, and then yeah. it was like up to robbing a bank or something. Like, yeah, there was, but look, you've got to remember a lot of what Darren Brown does, it's magic tricks. It's tomfoolery. It's tomfoolery. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> shenanigans. Yeah, it's not the thing you've got to remember about Darren Brown, the way he says it's done. That's, isn't how it's done. That's ex- you can absolutely <laughs> rule out that that's how it's being done. He's a liar. He is, yeah, exactly. So I think, I think for me, the thing I wanted to get across mostly in this episode is if people wanted to use hypnosis or hypnotherapy as a way of helping them mm. to know that it's not all, you know, chickens and lying no, down exactly. with your eyes closed and yeah. not being in control, that actually you know, you're very much in control, and especially the way you do it, which is more of, you know, an eyes open, you're completely sort of present in the moment kind of well, thing. This is it. There's not there's not anything that I'm doing to the people. Yeah? No. We're, we're basically encouraging that bit of your mind, your subconscious, to get involved in updating and upgrading the way you're responding. And yeah. that, that can be done eyes open, wide awake, just as effectively as it could be done relaxed and asleep yeah when you said is there anything dangerous about hypnosis there's nothing inherently dangerous about it at all there are things you know people will quote things so in the 80s for example there was a lot of um stories about false memory syndrome yes where people would be planting yeah so so in the 80s a particular um approach hypnotherapy wise uh, regression is is a valid approach regressing you back to the thing that initially caused you to have this i don't know fear anxiety yeah. concern all that sort of thing um regressing you back and reframing that so that you can look at it with new eyes with yeah. adult eyes and say okay that's not what i thought it was i can let that go kind yeah. of thing now it's a, it's a valid technique but in the 80s there were certain hypnotherapists or a certain school of thought that said okay if you're presenting for example with x or y symptoms yes that probably means you suffered some form of abuse as a child Christ. yeah well this is the thing it, it was it was kind of a misapplication of psychology to hypnotherapy right right yeah and then then that sounds what, terrifying. Well, this is it. And then you would have hypnotherapists regressing people back to cause, but not just regressing them to see what they, they remembered or what they'd been through, but literally leading them there. Right. You know? and, and you've got to be careful when you're doing hypnosis because all you've got to say is, okay, so you're back in your bed as a child. Um, is there anyone else in the room with you? you know, all you've got <laughs> Make sure is, no one's following you. Well, exactly. You say that and you, you've instantly, you've implied that there is. This is yeah. why I think any kind of regression... 
I just, I don't like it. You're not a fan of it, I'm are you? Absolutely no. not. No, but then, you know, I've had a very traumatic life. Yeah, and the good the news is. The last thing I would want is to go back to that trauma, you know? Yeah, so this was the problem. You had people coming back from this hypnosis with memories that didn't happen. Yeah. Yeah, and, and then you, you know, families being broken apart because apparently yeah. granddad did this, you know. Yeah. And, that. Um, and uh, mercifully, we don't do that anymore. No. Yeah. And I've never done regression at all. In I my, don't you think know. it's safe. And I, I don't, that's the only thing, from day one I was taught, that's the only thing that potentially, if mishandled, could yes. lead to a negative experience. Yeah. So, um, because memory, but we understand it differently now. Yeah. Back then, we thought when we looked back at our memories, we were looking at movies. We were literally reviewing the material, what happened. That's not what's happening at all. We're actually remembering remembering our last remembering. Yeah, remembering yes. the so last time we remembered it. Effectively, we're imagining what we think we think happened. See, if I think too deeply into that, I go into existential crisis. <laughs> I don't. I don't need to be thinking about that. I just want to, as well, just address um, something. Well, like, more the elephant in the room, shall we? Okay. Say? You know, go on. You are you are a hypnotherapist. You're a hypnotist. You help people with sort of their their mental health and things yes. like that. Obviously, I. I've had my own struggles with mental health. Yeah. Um, but because I, I, what I don't want is people to be listening to this and say, oh, well, you know, his wife's depressed, you know, or has yeah. had depression, you know. So yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's, I personally think that if you are seeing someone uh, on a therapy, therapeutic basis, seeing, you know, your partner, your soulmate and your best friend mm. might not be the best thing well there is this thing in counseling where you you're not really allowed to have two separate relationships if you know what i mean yes. so we have we have a, a, a husband and wife relationship yeah. yeah so we couldn't then be therapist and client no yeah. now i guess i didn't want people listening to this and think oh well he, he can't be that good his wife's the well no to be, to be fair though i think it's not exactly the same no. with what we do because we are able to work with people that we know yeah. and that we care about and you help me every day but in a in a, different in a husband capacity. Yeah, exactly. You know? But but this is the thing, and, and I'm I I personally, when I'm training practitioners, I don't rule out the possibility of working with your spouse or working yeah. with your mother or your siblings. Yeah, because you'll know if it's appropriate or not. Whether you feel like you're you're because it's not counselling, it's not talk therapy. You don't have no. to tell me your life story. We just have to work out what the pattern of thought is we want changed and what we need to address to allow that pattern of thought to change. Yeah. yeah? So sometimes it requires a lot of talking. Sometimes it requires virtually no talking at all. But the reason we don't do a lot of hypnosis together is because that's not what you want from me. No. You know, it's like you... I you... just want to moan about stuff sometimes. <laughs> you, you're like, let's try and fix it. I'm like, let's not. Shut up. But this is the thing. So I, I had to learn that fairly quickly, that, mm. you know, me barreling in with, oh, I'm Tim Box, I should fix everything about you. You know, that's not the attitude that you wanted from me. No. Yeah, you wanted assistance, emotional support rather than yeah. let's fix you Brit you yeah. know and so it's it's about context I think and it's yeah. about what it, what does that person mean to you in the context of, of your relationship well because you, know? you train you train a lot of people and mm. people who are listening to this might not know I am a trained hypnotist you are indeed he said with trepidation I am a trained I did Tim's uh, hypnotist workshop again back in the day when I enjoyed just spending casual time with him talking about hypnosis and now <laughs> so to answer this question to me then how long did it take you to learn to hypnotise somebody oh it was like it was in the day, wasn't it? It was, yeah. It, it was, was a, that day. It yeah. was a one day where <laughs> you were doing it by lunchtime. Yeah. Recall, yeah. So this, this, and tells then that you, evening at the pub. 
Yes, that was not so, <laughs> not not your proudest moment, I feel. Oh, but. I'm fine. I, I stuck someone's hand to a table and then forgot how to unstick them so I had to call Tim. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I taught, I taught Brit how to do a hypnotic hand stick, so stick someone to the table. And then I got a call from a drunk Brit that evening <laughs> saying, Tim, I just did the hand stick on somebody. And I was like, oh, cool. Where are they now? And you're like, I, I think they're still stuck to the table. <laughs> and so, so you had, I had to get you to hang up the phone and go and unstick. Them. I'd like to point out I am since retired. So I don't, <laughs> yeah. I don't do these things. That was, anymore. that was your, your swan song. That was yeah. your, and I'm out. I'm done. I did the one thing. Drops I don't, Mike need, don't need to do it anymore. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. But it is, it is, this is what I mean. It's a fast discipline to learn. It's not like I thought you needed years of psychology to learn how to hypnotize somebody. Turns out you need a good morning of, of direct training to learn yes. how to do it. But don't get me wrong. The people that you're seeing, as practitioners anyone that goes to see it in therapy haven't done just a one day they've, they've had more training shot. than that yeah yes. and also they are more inclined to wish to help people rather than stick them to stuff yes i, would, I mean I why would are you saying that looking at me like that pointed well i mean, I mean what well, it's not that i don't care about people i do i do but you know yeah i'm not a therapist no exactly yeah well this is it it's not your calling that's fine you no know? that's okay isn't it? yeah it's a very deep dive subject, and I could talk about this. Do you for know what? Hours. I know you can. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah. Um, okay, I'm, I'm going to ask you one more question before we wrap up. Go on then. Give me the strangest thing you uh, have helped someone with uh, in a hypnosis fashion. Right, that's a really good question. Um, I I've had a few. I don't think I've had as strange things as other people that I've met who have some amazing stories about what uh, journeys they've gone on. But then I don't work with things like past life regression. No. Or spirit so you've never had Anne Boleyn sitting there on your sofa. No, I have. I mean, I, right. don't get me wrong. I, I went through that phase of offering past life regression and doing a few. Do you remember the spooky night we went to? Yeah, that's that's <laughs> what I, was, I did. I did a thing. So somebody asked me to do some past life regression at an evening at their their health. It was like a yeah, clinic, it's yeah. a health clinic. And I was like, oh, I don't really do past life regression, so I don't really believe in it. <laughs> um, and she said, oh, that's a shame, because I was going to get a medium in as well to do some readings, and I was going to call it Spooky Night. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I'm definitely in if it's called Spooky Night, <laughs> because that sounds like exactly a piece of me. And, and so I've done some past life regression and been trained in it and everything. But you don't believe in it. It's not, uh, yeah, no. I, I got... It didn't feel right no. at the start of the session for me to be saying, by the way, I, I don't, don't believe, believe in this. this. <laughs> I don't believe in any of this, by the way. So what, what strange things you got? Okay, strange. There's, there's a couple of things that jump out in my mind. One was, um, it was just an inquiry. A lady said, can you stop me being obsessed with the 80s? And I'm like... To which you replied. Well, I, I said, is that a problem? I mean, <laughs> have I got this problem now as well, you know? Um, I mean, you are firmly stuck in the 80s. That's like looking over at my Space Invaders and Asteroids machine. And your Stranger Things mug. Well, exactly. Um, um, and she was like, I said, is it a problem for you? And she was like, no, it's not, is it? It was almost like she, was, she just needed she someone. She herself out of that's it, yeah. it. I said, look, just ditch the leg warmers and the perm. But, you know, apart from that. <laughs> no. But it was, and that was, but we never did anything because it was just, it was just a casual inquiry at a networking event. Um, but the strangest thing I actually helped someone with, um, they wanted to, uh, what would you call it? Reactivate right. their deeper subconscious so that they could once again communicate with um, beings that they referred to as star beings. I can, yeah, I mean, everyone can hear that sigh. Um, but, and it was, do you know what? It was a really successful session. <laughs> now, How I, do you know, Well, though? okay, because the client told me oh, that, okay, that they'd got, that I think uh, the story was basically that, that when she was younger, she had lots of, you know, she talked to 
these starving and she was very spiritual obviously very spiritual obviously, yeah. yeah um and she she'd kind of in her older more adult life where people had told her that's weird you shouldn't be doing that she'd kind of shut off that bit of her mind Aww. and she just wanted to access it again i it, am of the firm belief that as long as you're not hurting anyone exactly you crack on you do what you want exactly you speak to those star beings yeah, you yeah. be you be amazing but and i should say it wasn't it wasn't like she was psychotic or anything like that it wasn't like she was schizophrenic there was just she had this so I would frame it as a, a active imagination, but yeah. you may you may well frame it as just being more connected to that side of of existence, maybe the universe, that kind of thing. And I know that we're not university people. Although, but... like you know, hmm? I do think something. You know, I I I have a very good intuition. You do actually. Yeah, I'm very good with people. Like I know. Mm. I know immediately if someone is a is you can, a. You can spot a wrongun. I really can, and the amount of times I've spotted a wrongun, and Tim hasn't listened to me, and then oh look, they've become a wrongun, and I have to do the "I told you so" dance. You you have to, don't you? It, it's compulsory. <laughs> I'm like, well, I did say. <laughs> so I think final thoughts. Then, what would you say to somebody who was? contemplating this kind of therapy to help them with something. Look, hypnotherapy can be can work absolute wonders. And I'm not just saying it because I'm a hypnotherapist. If anything, I'm a hypnotherapist because I know it can work wonders, if you know what I mean. That's my, that's my therapy of choice because I've seen what it can do. Yeah. Um, it, it might not be for you. Who knows? Or the person that you see might not be the right person for you. I always think when we take that journey of, right, I want to change something about me, I'm going to get help to change it. Yeah? Yes. We still have to do that process of finding the person that we resonate with. Don't just accept the first person that you end up sat in front of. Back in the day when I was struggling, I I went to see a hypnotherapist for something and it just wasn't the right person. Yeah. I didn't I didn't do the legwork of finding out who I wanted to work with. In my opinion, any sort of therapist should give you some free time because they have to check that they can work with you and you have to meet them and make sure they're the right person for you. Yeah. It is absolutely less about the method, more about the individual that is guiding you through that method. Yeah. So it's it, find the person that resonates with you and you will, I, I would absolutely be certain you would have great success. Yeah. And there's loads of things that can be anything to do with your mind. It's a great method. It's worth, it's worth engaging in. Yeah. Oh. That makes sense. That does make sense. So I would absolutely encourage people to go for it because all it's doing is unlocking your potential. And, um, you know, you could argue your potential is limitless when you really unleash it. Isn't that nice? Is that a nice... That's a nice Have I tied a nice little bow on the hypnosis episode? Yes. Well, thank you, Tim, for your wonderful expertise. Oh, you're very welcome. On this subject. I hope you found it uh, interesting. I hope you found it helpful and you get something positive from it. Thank you very, very much for listening, guys. As always, we really, really appreciate you. We appreciate seeing every time someone has downloaded and listened to the podcast. Um, And if you are listening to it, please come let us know. You can come find me on Instagram at BritMarieBox and you can find Tim at TimBoxMarie. Coach. So thanks very much, guys. We'll see you next time. And keep thinking outside the box. Bye. Bye.